Welcome to Senior Moments on 93.1 CFIS-FM. We've sort of picked a few of them to have a conversation about um, her involvement with BC Forum, which you'll hear about. It's uh, uh, an organization for uh, unionized workers who are retired or um, getting close to retirement. And then we're going to talk about something that I'm really interested in, and that's chair yoga. Sounds, <laughs> sounds like a wonderful opportunity to do yoga. And also then just talking about some things that are going on in the community around uh, homelessness, um, poverty, just challenges that people face and how we're trying to tackle it within the community. Um, but before we get started, I just want to give Heather a chance to do a little bit of introduction about herself. Thanks, Dawn. It's nice to be here this morning. Um, so I'm a retired medical laboratory technologist, <clears throat> and I, I can join BC Forum because I was a member of the Health Sciences Association uh, when I was working, and then I went from there when I retired from Northern Health over to CNC, uh, at where I became a member of the post-secondary education, post-secondary, faculty of post-secondary <laughs> educators um, for the two or three years, and then I truly retired. So I'm going to talk today about BC Forum, which stands for the BC Federation of Retired Union Members. Uh, you don't, actually don't have to be retired to join BC Forum. If you're 50 or over and you are in a union, uh, you can join. <clears throat> and there are be many benefits, in my opinion, for belonging to BC Forum. It's a really good uh, forum, excuse the pun, for um, learning about seniors' issues and <clears throat> uh, particularly about um, ways to save money as a senior, which we're all interested in doing. And uh, they have things like extended medical benefits, um, ac um, access to insurance, group insurance, uh, um, until your 86th birthday. There's free group accident insurance. Uh, and the, and many values from group benefit plans. So not all union members uh, pay into a pension plan uh, and pay into extended medical. So when you retire from some of the unions, you are pretty well, you might have a pension, decent or not, but uh, you don't have anything much else. So by belonging to BC Forum, you have access to group benefit plans, ex including extended health and dental, um, out-of-province and out-of-country medical, vision care, private duty nursing, paramedics when you need them, uh, and life insurance and financial planning um, through part, a, a wing of uh, the BC Federation of Labor called WE Consulting and Benefits. So BC Forum is part of the BC Federation of Labor you don't, uh, all BC Federation of Labor members pay into it through their union, um, but with BC Forum, you pay directly. So a membership for one year is $25. Um, if you join for three years, it's $64. And that entitles you to uh, apply for 
different kinds of coverage uh, that you get uh, from BC Forum. And for me, the thing that I like the most is the information that I get. Uh, they come out with a great magazine about once every three months called The Advocate. And in The Advocate, they talk about things that are important to seniors. Uh, for example, um, how many seniors know that October the 1st is Seniors Day in uh. Canada? Uh, and that day, transit is free for seniors. Personally, I think we should be working on free transit for seniors all the time. Period. Period. Yes. yes I agree completely. It, that goes into seniors not having as great an income uh, as people who are working. So, uh, f And free transit would be a really big benefit. Absolutely. You know, one of the things that I've just learned from your overview that I actually didn't realize um, until now is that you actually don't have to be yet retired to join bc forum mm -hmm. um so is it is it the age of, of 50 50 yeah so if you're 50 and a union member and you know retirement yep. is impending at some point mm -hmm. you can join ahead of time yes okay and they offer um online workshops and online news uh, about things that are uh, important to seniors, and if, if you're an upcoming senior, you want to know about these things. Uh, particularly, uh, I'm thinking of retirement seminars. Right. Um, before I retired, I went to five different seminars because I, I was having trouble understanding what was going to happen when I retired, and then I bought, brought my partner in on the last one, <laughs> and he heard things in that last one that I hadn't even thought about. So, uh, that that's the kind of thing that if you belong to BC Forum, you can have access to. No, that's really excellent. I think one of the things um, for me that I I think I don't know how many of us realize is that is the situation that people face when they retire in terms of pension um, can be quite different. And I we were just talking before we went on air that um, you know for where I retired from. Um, we actually don't have a defined benefit pension plan. We had a defined contribution plan. Mm -hmm. And so those, know, knowing there's a place to, to talk about some of those things and see what other benefits you might be able to get through BC Forum membership, I think could be quite valuable to yes. lots of people. Yes, the information is, is invaluable. And um, just to explain the difference between a defined contribution and a defined benefit, uh, my particular situation, I'm in a defined benefit. That meant that when I was employed, uh, we paid X amount of dollars per month, uh, a contribution according to your income, right. into a pension plan. And the, it, the defined benefit meant that when I retired, I got X, I was always guaranteed I was going to get X dollars per month. Yes. Whereas a defined contribution, which a lot of the employers are going towards, and they're really pushing hard for those, is that you pay, you pay a, a defined amount but when you retire, your pension amount is determined by what the stock market looks like at that time. So if everything's all rosy, you could get a really decent pension. If they're not rosy, you're going to not benefit from that. So it's an important distinction to make. So 
if I were still employed, I would be looking at what my particular union has negotiated with my employer. And <clears throat> I, when I was employed, I really pushed to make sure that we kept the defined benefit uh, plan. Absolutely. Well, the defined contribution, which is what I have experience with, um, if you're overseeing your own contributions too, so you um, decide where your money's going to go, it's actually uh, anyway. I mean, it's 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 um, extra involvement, but also it means trying to judge where the money mm-hmm. should be put or shouldn't be put. Mm-hmm. And um, I remember hearing from some folks who were um, around the time of the the sort of um, really huge economic downturn in around 2008. And people had their money, and I can't remember the name of that company. Anyway, um, there was a tech tech company that went under then, mm-hmm. and people had put their money in there and then lost. Like yep. I heard someone say they lost like close to half of what they had. So n- having to do that yourself, I don't know if all defined um, contribution plans you do oversee it yourself, but in my case you did. And that's a huge, huge task to take mm-hmm. on. And the uncertainty is uh, significant. So I really agree with you. Defined benefit plans, we should try and defend those. Absolutely. Uh, and as a, as a union member, uh, I would really strongly urge people to understand what it is that your union has nego- negotiated with your employer and push them hard to keep with a defined benefit plan, not a defined contribution plan. <clears throat> and that's one of the things, one of the benefits of, of BC Forum is that they bring up this inter- information for people and help you understand what's going on. Uh, plus, in the broader community, too, uh, BC Forum is involved with <coughs> the BC Federation of Labour. Um, I, I actually, as the regional person for BC Forum, I sit on the BC Federation of Labour here in Prince George. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, uh, as a retired member, I no longer uh, am able to vote, but I certainly have a loud voice, and <laughs> I, I don't hesitate to jump in when I see something that's uh, that I really want to comment on. Um, and it also BC Federation or sorry BC Forum also gives you information about your Canada Pension Plan, um, old age security, and GIS. Um, and just because you're on a pension doesn't mean that you've got a lot of money coming in. Some of the pensions are poorly funded, uh, and so members when they retire, uh, really, they're really they're, they really struggle. Um, <clears throat> so. BC Forum helps you to understand what's going to happen to you. Um, <clears throat> the other thing that BC Forum does is we've been fighting really hard for a national pharmacare program. And it looks like with the supply and confidence agreement between the NDP and the Liberals that that is for the first time in generations a possibility. Just like the dental care that's just uh, going to come in, uh, I believe, in March. Um, and so if you're uh, a senior, this is going to be a big deal on your on your bottom line. Yeah, I had a discussion about that just the other day. And so I, I did look up some uh, uh, some of the information and it looks like um, the uh, joining the 
dental plan is um, they're asking people to sign up based on age. So if you go to the the website, it'll say if you're 70, you're mm-hmm. going to be notified in what they're they're we're going to be yeah. able to do it in steps, I guess, but all very soon. Yes, very soon. I believe it's going to start in March. Okay. This year, uh, and it's income determined, uh, but the income determination to me looks really quite generous. I think uh, off the top of my head, uh, for a family of two um, retired, it's uh, it's something like $90,000 a year. So um, I'm going to guess that quite a few seniors are under that income level. So if you do not already have dental, private yes. dental, yeah. um, you will be able to uh, to sign on to that. So this dental that's coming up um, is for people who don't currently have dental, uh, and the estimation is nine million Canadians are going to benefit from from this. So obviously, I'm <laughs> I'm all for it. And then looking forward uh, to the PharmaCare program. Absolutely. And I was talking to someone the other day, as which is why I looked up about the um, the dental plan, and they were saying that. Although they had some benefits, none of them were dental, mm-hmm. a retired person. Yeah. And so they were really um, very much um, <laughs> looking forward to, I think that's putting it mildly, yeah. to be able to have that. Because one of the things that happens when we retire and if we don't have dental coverage, to for your teeth not to be looked after, it's not a small matter. It's a huge, huge health issue. Yes. And... Uh, I guess I know you, sh- you share my sentiment. I guess I feel like as, you know, people who live in Canada, <laughs> um, we should have um, the right and the assurance that we have the medical care that we need um, in our, you know, later years. I mean, it's it should not be something that we're uncertain about or that there's some doubt about whether we're going to have it. I think we've made contributions um, to this world, and we, just by the fact that we're human beings, we should be able to have basic um, needs met. And uh, so I, I think this will help for sure. I think it should be, you know, um, along with the with the medical plan, I think both should be expanded to ensure nobody's left out. Yes, ab- absolutely. And I was just thinking about the benefits of having dental care it's not just that you don't have toothaches and you you know if you have a chipped tooth you can get it fixed it's a long-term health benefit because if you have teeth which need repair uh, you can't eat uh, as well and so your nutritional status uh, is not as good and also you are more likely with no dental care to get an a dental infection well then you're that can lead to cardiac issues. I mean, it's just, it just multiplies itself. So this dental p- care plan that's coming in is just going to be a, an amazing. And it's going to save us as Canadians wholly more money because um, there are emergency room visits, and I don't know what the percentage is, that are people who haven't had dental care, so they land up in emergency. Well, that's that's not a good use of our our medical system. So it's just going to be an enormous benefit to to all of us, really. Yeah, no, I really agree with that. And I think, you know, that you're mentioning coming to eMERGE um, and the other things that you talked about in terms of it impacting your overall health yeah. because it can also just be that general downturn in your health 
which means could mean emerge. It could mean more trips to a physician or other types of treatments Mm -hmm. and surgeries, various things. So I think ultimately, although we do hear from sometimes from politicians about how things cost too much, if we had that perspective, the longer-term perspective, in the end, if people were healthier for longer, it's going to cost less because people are going to be well. Yeah, you got it, Don. And <laughs> there's a social aspect to having dental care too. People who don't have um, teeth, they get bad breath if you don't have dental care, mm. um, and you tend to smile less, and so you're interacting socially uh, more awkwardly and more stand backish. And there's a whole bunch of really great new studies that have come out to show that. Uh, the effect of having social connection with other people to your overall health. Absolutely. So just get, you know, getting (laughs) dental care has such a big impact on the rest of your life. Absolutely. Well, we'll talk more about that and some of the other Mm -hmm. issues after we have our first break. Tune in on Sunday mornings at 8.30 for a Let the Bible Speak radio broadcast. This is Pastor Andrew Simpson, and each week on our program we will hear Christ Jesus being preached gospel hymns being sung, and encouraging news from our churches in British Columbia. Our goal at Let the Bible Speak is to preach Christ in all his fullness, to man in all his need. So tune in on Sunday mornings at 8.30 for Let the Bible Speak only here on 93.1 CFIS-FM. Forecast from Environment Canada. Today, cloudy with a 60% chance of flurries or ice pellets, wind up to 15 kilometers, high minus 1 with a morning wind chill to minus 7. Tonight, Cloudy with a 60% chance of flurries or ice pellets this evening, then partly cloudy. Winds continuing, low minus 5. Wednesday, cloudy, a 60% chance of flurries in the afternoon, high minus 1. You're listening to Senior Moments on 93.1 CFIS-FM. Well, we're back um, with um, Heather Sapergia. We've been talking about BC Forum. Um, the other thing I learned from you, Heather, I didn't realize when it said BC Forum, when I, and I've joined... I thought it meant we were a forum of people, and I did not know that those letters meant something in, <laughs> in terms of forum. <laughs> Life is a long learning stage. Yeah, yeah, no, that you was don't my quit new thing. learning just because you're <laughs> you're retired. <clears throat> One of the benefits I personally find from being a member of BC Forum is the the ability to be a member of the. Uh, BC Federation of Labor, and we have um, a local labor council here, which does really great work out in the community. Uh, one thing I noticed, I was in the kitchen uh, about a month ago at St. Vincent de Paul, and on one of the shelves in there, there was a whole bunch of canned tuna. Mm. And the canned tuna came as a result of a project through the BC Federation of Labor called Protein for People. Yes. So people that visit St. Vincent's are people that are needing support uh, in their nutritional needs, their food needs. And so these cans of salmon are like gold. Um, people are, are t- uh, they're put in people's hampers and um, so they get to take them home and, <clears throat> and add them to their, uh, as, as a really great source of protein. So that's something coming from the BC Federation of Labor. So it's not just... It's a greater outreach into the community yes. for, for being a member. Uh, one of the fun things that the BC, uh, the North Central Labor Council does uh, every September 5th or every September, the first Monday, yeah. um, is, is a 
ceremony or as a celebration at the Civic Plaza where we bring in music and speakers and food booths and uh, the unions put on all kinds of great entertainment on Labor Day mm-hmm. uh, and uh, invite all the kids. It's all free events. Uh, and BC Forum is there. We I was there with a the table this year talking about uh, what the benefits of being a member of BC Forum. Well, the neat thing about uh, Labor Day, too, is that everyone in the community is invited, yes. right? And so, um, I, I mean, one of the things I really enjoy about that, and I'm, I, I'm also on the Labor Council with Heather, and um, was handing up flyers about it in all the community around downtown and being able to talk to people about the fact that it's an opportunity to come and see you know what um and hear from people because everyone has booths and but we also every booth has some something to mm-hmm. share some kind of food or other kind or swag, of yeah. Yeah, swag yes mm-hmm. to share with people so um anyway it's i think heather i would say that it's important that bc forum has that voice locally well it's really regionally the north central labor council um so that it it just it just adds that extra extra sure insurance that the issues that are relevant to folks who are um, in retirement or close to retirement um, are always at the surface. When people retire, they take with them an enormous amount of knowledge and uh, and expertise, and so BC Forum helps keep that uh, intact, keeps you using that in your community and in, in your broader community. So I think that's one of the reasons it's a, it's a really great thing. Um, again, you have to be a union member, though, before you can join BC Forum. Uh, and they're not all unions are welcome. Um, <clears throat> there is one. It's called CLAC, mm. the Christian Labor Association of Canada, uh, which is not really a union because they don't allow their members to strike. So mm. they wouldn't, they're not um, invited to be part of the uh, BC uh, <clears throat> Federation of, of Labor. Okay. So currently, just thinking about the broader BC Federation of Labor, the current president is is originally from Prince George. Yes. Suzanne Skidmore. Uh, and so she's just like Miss Activity. She's just a busy, busy person. And besides being the president of the BC um, Federation of Labor, she's also the president of the um, BC Forum. So she oversees the activities. BC Forum actually doesn't have any money. Um, we, okay. we pay in uh, our little bit, bit a year, and that, that just allows us to use some office space from BC Fed. We don't have our own office. Um, it, it gives us some, act, uh, some uh, internet access, like uh, our website, uh, and it also uh, pays for the magazine. And uh, older seniors um, don't use the internet as much, so you get a nice little mailed magazine with, with colored pictures in it. And, um, yeah, and uh, so that we reach out to all seniors in with that uh, ability to do to do that. So I'm just going to give the there's a phone number you can call. Oh, wonderful! Um, if you want to call to talk to somebody about joining the BC Forum, um, the, it's a toll free number. It's one eight hundred eight nine six five six seven eight. So one eight hundred eight nine six five six seven eight and you can call there and join up 
or um, if you're if you're happy with being technically savvy, you can go on to the website, which is www. in all small letters, b c f o r u m. c a and join again just twenty dollars a year or three years for forty nine dollars, and that includes uh, accidental death and dismemberment or accidental death and dis- disability <laughs> sorry <laughs> coverage for your spouse at a cost of five dollars per year perfect no that's it's an extremely reasonable cost yes. it really really is and i have to say i enjoy getting the magazine even though i do use the the web pretty regularly I, I still like to, to read in hard copy, so I very much appreciate getting the magazine. I think it's good that they have um, continued that. Um, for a, for yeah. us, in a lot of organizations, perhaps we haven't. And I understand the reasons for not, but I quite enjoy getting the actual magazine that arrives in the mail. Yes. So, And in keeping you informed, like, there was a really good article um, in the last issue with uh, an, um, an interview with uh, Isabel McKenzie, ah. who is the retiring seniors advocate for the province of British Columbia. And she was talking about something which I found extremely interesting and which is essential uh, for long-term care. And that is the increase in the number of hours that somebody living in extended care and assisted living can have a uh, care. Yes. Um, it used to be 2.7 hours per day, and it's increased to three point something, and it and it is will be going up to four hours a day, which is still not enough. No, it's not. It's not. And I I think some of the reports that um, Isabel McKenzie has spearheaded over the last well, she's been doing it for mm-hmm. ten years, but cer- certainly over the last period of time, especially, and we've talked about it actually on this show. Um, one of the more recent ones that that involved um, volunteers who were trained to interview residents in long-term care and to have family members and friends able to do an online um, uh, survey um, to really hear what people within uh, long-term care were thinking about how they were doing. And certainly... Um, one of the things that came out from that study was the question of, of hours. And um, many other things, I have to say, probably one of the biggest things that struck me was people wanting to be able to have like have some control over what happens mm-hmm. when they are in a long-term care home, that it should be home, <laughs> and you should be able to mm-hmm. determine um, the way that your life goes from day to day. And part of that, as you're saying, is having that support. And uh, anyway, maybe we'll wrap up a little bit about BC Forum when we come back from our next break. Okay. Your Prince George Public Library is giving you the chance to create your own masterpiece based on famous paintings. A free drop-in event for ages 5 and up, Famous Paintings is held Thursdays from 3.30 to 4.30 alternating between the two branches. The next Famous Paintings event will be Thursday at the Nachaco branch, while the downtown branch will host Famous Paintings on February 1st. Famous Paintings, Thursdays from 3.30 to 4.30 at your Prince George Public Libraries. Most everyone knows not to drink and drive. 
life and realizes that even small amounts of alcohol can be risky. But do we understand that drinking small amounts during the pregnancy can be harmful for the growing baby even in those early weeks before the pregnancy has been confirmed? We encourage you to learn more and to see what is happening in your community about fetal alcohol spectrum disorder and join in working towards reducing both the impact and the incidence. This message has been brought to you by Angela Geddes Integrative Support and Wellness. AngelaGettis.ca You're listening to Senior Moments on 93.1 CFIS-FM. We're back uh, with Heather Superja. Just maybe some final thoughts and comments about um, BC Forum. I think it's been a a really uh, useful uh, conversation, and hopefully our listeners have learned some more about BC Forum. I actually have learned a few things that I thought I already knew that most of it, but I've learned a few things myself. Yeah, so I just wanted to reiterate that uh, you can join BC Forum before you retire. You can join at age 50. Uh, And even if you don't feel that you want to join right now, please go to the website, have a look at what's there, have a look at the services that are provided, and have a look at the information because the more you know about what's going to happen when you retire, the more successful you will be as a retired person. By successful, I mean knowing the knowing the things that you are entitled to yes. uh, as a retired senior knowing that um what kind of uh benefits you can expect like um getting cpp and if you've been employed uh getting gis if you're entitled to it um getting oas um one of the things that i wanted to say about oas my partner has just turned 75 and so his OAS this month hops up by 10%. So OAS right now is about $780 a month for if you get the full amount. And so his is going to hop up by $78 a month. Well, there's oh. a you know there's a basket of groceries there. There is. There absolutely is. And for I'm sure most of our listeners know but uh, of course, OAS is the old age security, security. Mm-hmm. and GIS is that guaranteed income supplement that depending on your income, you may be qualified for. And that's one of the things that I'll say that I think has been so useful about having BC Forum, and that's having that voice to advocate. Yes. You know, that's a huge, I think. Yes, and we need to keep advocating because um, the GIS and the OAS and the CPP rates are not that high. When you look at the cost, particularly on the lower mainland of British Columbia, of the cost of rent. Mm-hmm. Um, I was listening to a senior the other night on Global, and he was talking about his income, which was $1,700 a month, but his rent has gone to $1,800 yeah. a month. So every month he was going $100 to the to the whole and and that does not include transportation and groceries and anything else recreation uh anything else so they're not high enough so it's our role as seniors to advocate for getting uh, much better payments so uh, with that little i'm going to be a little political here jump on your mp go and see your mp and say look i'm i'm retired i'm a senior 
um, this is what I get, but I, but we we have the right to more. We really do. Yeah. We re- we have the right to have just a decent quality of life. Yes. No one's asking for you know something extravagant, but to have our basic needs met without worrying about whether we're going to be rent evicted or can't afford. And one of the things uh, we talked about um, last week was um, from the. Um, Community Development Institute at the university, Marlene Morris was on, and they've been following, uh, I think it was 17 communities across Mm -hmm. northern BC, looking at how older adults are doing. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that she talked about, it's not the same as in, in the lower mainland in terms of the cost of housing, but she was talking about the lack of appropriate housing for people. So Mm -hmm. if you want to not be in your house any longer, can you find an appropriate size of apartment that you can afford? Or if you want to stay in your house, are you able to get the kinds of supports that you need in terms of services? So there's kind of there's things in the in the lower mainland that um, better in terms of access to services, worse in terms of rent. But then up here, there's there's access to service issues. But also, can we get that house or that that living environment that we actually want to be able to stay here? So it's uh, it's interesting to look at the needs that we have as as seniors right across the province. And just thinking about housing, something that uh, I see advertised on on the TV is called a reverse mortgage. Yes. And in my opinion, I would steer completely away <laughs> from having a reverse mortgage. What it does is you get you get the money for yourself now, but somebody has to pay it back and yeah. it's your kids or whoever uh, is in charge of your house when you give up that house. Or and, and go into care or go into an apartment. So it's not, it sounds like gr- a great deal at the time, but there's the hidden costs down the road of paying back that money and paying back the interest. And particularly right now where the interest rates have gone up so much. Yeah. So use caution if, if that's what you're thinking about. Okay. So um, there's so much more I know oh. Heather and I could talk about, about uh, older adults and uh, what what things we need and advocacy. But one of the things that we were talking about earlier before the show began was about, um, and this is a little bit of a jump, but it, it's mm-hmm. um, about uh, chair yoga. Oh, <laughs> yes. So there's uh, what chair yoga is, is for people who uh, can't do regular yoga. Uh, for whatever reason, for a reason of age or disability. So chair yoga, you use as a prop, a chair, to, to do the yoga moves. Okay. So there's about at least three places that I'm aware of, I think maybe four in Prince George that offer chair yoga. There's a Native Friendship Center, mm-hmm. um, and their uh, instructor, Emma Faulkner, she does other ones as well. Uh, there's one at the College Heights uh, Baptist Church okay. on Moriarty, just off of DeMano. Uh, on Monday mornings, I think at nine or nine thirty, uh, and it's a very inexpensive, it's like two fifty for a drop in. Um, then there's uh, Chinook Yoga. They offer a drop in one on Tuesday mornings, and it's it's you can either be a member or you can pay the drop drop in fee, which is five dollars. Now there was one over in the Park Hill Center. I'm not sure if it's still running okay. or not, 
But uh, so I went to chair yoga this morning, and the the group that was there was was um, I'm going to say the far side of 65. Uh, but most of them are are fit, but just need a little extra help yeah. um, with the chair. Um, and it, it's a rotating three or four instructors, and they're all great. They're all wonderful, uh, and it's a movement. So um, I, whenever I go and I come back out of there again, I feel really well stretched out. Okay, um, and it's a really safe program. Uh, it's a traditional yoga in that uh, it's very calming. Um, it brings your heart rate right down uh, and gives you some uh, mobility channel. And it's you don't you can do as much as you can or as little as you want. Uh, and it's a three quarter of an hour program at each place. Oh, okay, oh, that's I really appreciate knowing about that. I think I may try it actually myself. I don't know. I, I was going to try yoga fully, mm-hmm. but um, having just had a couple of knee replacements, maybe mm. I'll wait a little bit yeah. before I do full. And try the chair yoga. So anyway, I was interested when you said that. I think other people may be as well. Yes. Well, I tried the regular. My my kids bought me a uh, a membership at the at the Chinook Yoga and sent me there. And I tried the regular yoga. Well, I got down on the floor and I couldn't get back up again. <laughs> I think that so, would be the problem I'd right. have right now too. <laughs> so so I, th- I needed the chair. And and if you decide you want to do chair yoga, also uh, make sure that you've got your physician's approval as well okay okay Um, because any kind of movement if you haven't done it Mm -hmm. um you you don't want to injure yourself any more than than you're already uh, challenged with (laughs) as you get a little bit older so okay yeah i i I think it's a great program and then uh, the the one i go to which is is the chinook uh, then when we're done, we go across the street to the House of the Ancestors and have, have a coffee, have your coffee and, and a, a snack. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's anyway good good in, information yeah. for us. And we'll we're going to take a break now, and then maybe when we come back, we'll talk about some of the other things in the community around um, just people having rougher times around poverty and homelessness, and just have a bit of conversation about that. Canadian Arts and Culture Organizations. Student Work Placement Program at the Cultural Human Resources Council is able to provide wage subsidies for post-secondary level students to work for you. A two-minute phone call to confirm your eligibility, 20 minutes to complete the online application, and you'll secure thousands of dollars in less than two weeks. If you hired, currently employ, or would like to hire students, we want to hear from you. Find our contact info at culturalhrc.ca. Forecast from Environment Canada. Today, cloudy with a 60% chance of flurries or ice pellets. Wind up to 15 kilometers. High minus 1 with a morning wind chill to minus 7. Tonight, cloudy with a 60% chance of flurries or ice pellets this evening. Then partly cloudy. Wind continuing. Low minus 5. Wednesday, cloudy. A 60% chance of flurries in the afternoon. High minus 1. You're listening to Senior Moments on 93.1 CFIS-FM. Well, we're back with Heather Superja, and um, we're going to have a bit of a conversation now just about some of the things going on in the community and especially, um, you know, some of Heather's experience, and certainly I share some of them. So we'll, we'll just have a little bit of a talk about what, you know, just challenges that people are facing around poverty, like just not mm-hmm. having a large enough income, so low income and uh, homelessness, other other things that are mm-hmm. really we some that we can see very visually in the community and some that are not so obvious but they're there so for the past um i'm going to say 35 years i've been 
part of a program that runs out of St. Vincent de Paul called the Soup Bus. And originally, the Soup Bus was a big, it was an old blue soup, it was an old blue school bus that we used to drive around in the summertime and deliver hot soup and sandwiches to people uh, that were marginalized on the street. And then in the wintertime, we operated out of the St. Vincent's, which at the time was down on Lower Fourth. Right, I remember. And now they've moved to a much brighter, larger place on Second and Dominion. so and that pro and the Saint and the soup bus is still operating out of there. There there are all kinds of programs that operate out of Saint Vincent's. One is a monthly hamper program. So people who are struggling but have their own accommodation, their own place to live, or no doubt in the street, can apply for a monthly hamper. Uh, and there are pretty strict criteria for getting that hamper. Um, if you're a senior over a certain age. Uh, you can qualify, or if you have a disability, uh, you can qualify, or if you are, your income is marginal. Uh, and I don't personally know the exact uh, criteria for getting into that, but if, you're, if you do get accepted into the hamper program, you can get a delivery once a month, uh, either delivered to your place that you live, or you can come down to St. Vincent's and pick up the hampers. And the hampers are a banana box. Oh, so, wow. And they are literally heaped with food. Um, and the, where it comes from is the St. Vincent's gets some grants, uh, but also people don't... There's, Prince George is an amazing community. There's some absolutely wonderfully generous people uh, who donate all sorts of, of um, goods to this program. Um, there was one day I, was, I went in to do some um, help with the hamper program, uh, and I couldn't park in the parking lot because there was a big semi pulling in. And it turned out what it was, was one of the tree planting camps uh, had finished up for the season and they had a lot of non-perishable food and some perishable food left over. So they pulled up two semi-trailer trucks to the back door of St. Vincent's. $20,000 wow. worth of goods, including um, bread and fresh vegetables and frozen vegetables, uh, packaged food, canned food. Uh, the cook was just beside herself. She, <laughs> she was <laughs> just running around. She was, had this big smile on her face. And that that that's the kind of generous things that happen in this community all the time. I've been there sometimes on a Sunday morning and the Sikh temple at 5th and Kelly. Yes, I know uh, it. They came by. They'd, ha- they'd had a meal. And they brought great big pots full of steaming hot um, chapatis and rice and hot butter chicken, great big pot of butter chicken. And so that was used to serve the people that come there. So there's all sorts of of, of programs. You can get uh, an emergency hamper, a one-time thing, if, if, you know, you're for some reason that uh, your circumstances are temporarily... Uh, not very good. Right. You can come by. Um, there's three young f- persons who are working there now who whose job is to oversee the hampers and to get them all ready. And uh, they, they're they great to talk to and very compassionate young people. And, of course, the ever-wonderful Bernie Gould. Oh, absolutely. From Vincent. I mean, she's just, uh, just, the, just the best. So one of the things about St. Vincent's is uh, every... Every day, um, seven days a week, there is, is a hot meal offered uh, out the front 
of the of the building uh, and every evening as well there is um, well every, every evening Monday to Friday there is um, a meal a smaller meal offered but Saturdays and Sundays the lunch is quite late in the afternoon it finishes up at three so there's no um, evening meal that day right and nobody there but that's just one of the things that that, that helps out people in the community um, one of the shockers I had one day when I was there was well several it's happened several times now uh, I was there doing my usual on on a Sunday and one of my one of the people I used to see all the time at the hospital uh, one of the staff who had a very who has a very low uh, pension because of the particular job that they did they didn't and, and for the particular length of time they were there didn't qualify for a big pension so they come to the soup to the soup window mm. for for lunch wow and this is a person who has spent their working life helping the rest of us yes and and now we're reversing that and helping them out but that shouldn't be no it should not be no, no one should work and have that situation yeah and I'm sure this person is not the only one. It's just that I happened to recognize mm-hmm. them having had well, I had my lunches together with them for quite a number of years. And I remember, too, um, not very long ago, a few months ago, there was an interview. Um, this is before Millennium Park was disassembled. Mm-hmm. Um, a young woman being interviewed by one of the local media. And it's I, I me- remember it because it's a s- sort of similar situation in that she said, I actually have a job, mm-hmm. but it, I, it doesn't pay enough for me to have a place right now. So yep. that's why I'm here. And, you know, you shake your head and think, how can someone be in that situation in 2024? Or I'll, I guess it was 2023. Mm-hmm. But, you know, like working and still not able to have that roof over your head there was a young couple came in one day to suit bus i've only seen them the once uh and they were both working they both had jobs they had two kids but they had a minimum wage they had minimum wage jobs and so they were coming for lunch yeah because it was just they were just struggling no couldn't do it on a minimum wage minimum wage has gone up but it's still not uh, not very good. And we as seniors, maybe this is another area where we can definitely advocate with our politicians. Look, you know, we need to raise the minimum provincial wage again. Yes. Um, it's not like the living wage. So so there's a, there's a minimum wage and then there's a living wage. And every community's living wage is different. And the living wage depends on um, the income, the total income of that particular community and what it costs to buy certain goods yep. in the community. I believe right now that Prince George's uh, living wage is something around $21 an hour. So, And I think that the minimum wage is now around 17 Am I correct? Yeah. 17-something? Uh, we had actually, uh, oh, I don't know, several uh, shows ago um, before the the Christmas break, we had Aglika Ivanova on from the yes. Canadian Centre for Policy Alternatives, yes. and she spoke about um, the living wage. And, um, it, yeah, it's here it's around 21. I mean, we don't yeah. have the exact figures here. But still, it's a far cry from the actual what we have as a minimum wage. It's it's it still se- seems low to me. Yes. But it's certainly more substantial than the uh, minimum wage. 
And we're going to take a, another short break okay. and then uh, wrap up that discussion when okay. we come back. The next Pro D Day Creativity Camp at Tuber's Gallery is cartoons and comics. For children in grades 1 through 7, sign your youngster up to build their own stories with a cartoon-style flipbook and transform their own fingerprints into creatures for a crazy comic. Pre-registration is required through Two Rivers Gallery. It's an exploration of the world of cartoons and comics for the first Pro-D Day of the new year, Monday, January 29th from 9 to 4.30 at Two Rivers Gallery. This is Senior Moments on 93.1 CFIS-FM. So we're back um, with uh, Heather Sapurja. We're just uh, talking about some of the the experiences and needs within our community, especially folks who are finding it a, a bit challenging to m- meet their basic needs. And some of the things that Heather has been involved with um, besides the BC Forum include a long-standing relationship with um, work at, at St. Vincent de Paul's. And so we're just talking about some of those aspects. And I think one of the things that really, I guess it's an advocacy um, effort, both for the the North Central Labor Council that we spoke about that uh, the BC Forum is part of, um, but also BC Forum to be able to advocate on some of these questions. Because I think our voices as older adults can be very loud. And even if, at this point, the minimum wage is not directly impacting us, we advocate for better pensions, but we also advocate for changes to things like the minimum wage so that people end up with better lives Mm -hmm. and better pensions. Yeah, because seniors, too, a lot of us are parents and grandparents. Yep. And we may see our grandkids... Uh, just starting out uh, at minimum wage jobs and how they struggle with that. So it is a, a, an issue that affects us even at our age. One of the things I want to put in a plug is for the various social services agencies in town can o- often use volunteer help. So now we're retired. <laughs> we've got we've got all this experience. We've got all this background, and we would like to give back to our community. So. Uh, one of the places is St. Vincent's. They're always on the lookout for volunteers. But there's all sorts of things. Uh, in Right now, the Paranordic Games are coming up uh, at Otway in in March. Uh, they're looking for volunteers, too. So I did, uh, the last time they, we had it, I volunteered. It was one of the best experiences of my life. I had oh. so much fun. And I met so many incredible people there, yeah. our athletes. So if you're so inclined, you're retired, you got time on your hands, think about volunteering and also um don was asking me if if uh, i would give out my uh contact information if you have questions or you want to know a little bit more i don't know everything but (laughs) i've had my finger into the community for a long long time so uh, feel free to get hold of me Um, i will spell out my email address um, so that you can uh, get hold of me and it's my last name which is s is in sam a p is in peter e r G is in George, I-A, at Shaw.ca. Don't be afraid to shoot me an email and say, you know, well, what about this? What about that? Well, I want to do this. I want to do that. And I can at least point you in the direction of where you're going, where you need to go. Oh, that would be, that's really uh, generous for you, you, you to do that. And I know um, many folks who are listening um, may well know of you, but certainly Heather has been involved in, in so many ways 
for so many years. Actually, what's what's the beginning of your time in this neck of the woods? Uh, I came here in, well, actually, I came here in 1964 with my mom and dad and my sister. Yeah. Um, and my first uh, introduction to uh, Prince George, I think, was at the corner of 3rd and Brunswick. Okay. Uh, at In front of the Northern Hardware. And at that time, the road was not paved. <laughs> my dad wouldn't let us get out of the car because there was two guys in the middle of the street decking it out. So... <laughs> So, but here I am, and then I came back in 1967 for um, a little trip with a, with a friend, and then we moved here, my partner and I and our two kids, in uh, 1977. Wow. And we've never looked back. I have a wonderful neighborhood with incredible neighbors, um, in, and I'm close to, to transit, and uh, I had a gr- great job at Northern Health, and then again at, at CNC, so we're, we're dedicated lifetime community long time members. these years yeah yeah <laughs> and our kids have came back our our daughters both uh, went away to university came back opened up they both opened up very successful businesses here uh and now our grandkids are are growing up here and are successful in the community too so oh that's wonderful uh, we're all got our fingers in the in the in the community so that's really long time so yep. for me um, my husband was raised here, but mm-hmm. um, I had never been here and uh, came up in 94. Mm-hmm. And uh, like uh, the story that you hear all over town, I said, okay, he had a temporary job. Um, anyway, actually, it was at CNC. Mm-hmm. And uh, I said, okay, we'll stay for a couple of years. And uh, I thought I would, wouldn't want to stay. And now, like so many people, here we are from 1994 till now not as long as you guys <laughs> but still well when I first came here um, and I was at the hospital you'd never run into uh, almost never run into anybody who had been born in Prince George and who was going to retire in Prince George and now it's totally flipped around it look has. at all the seniors places and now we're getting another 200 beds yes um, just announced by Adrian Dix the Minister of Health recently 200 more yes. um, beds up in College Heights yeah. Uh, for for seniors. I mean, this is a complete cultural change. It really is. It truly, truly is. And that's, I mean, I think that's one of the reasons why when we had um, the discussion with Marlene Morris from the, the uh, Community Development Institute about what's available. I mean, we're, we're probably luckier in Prince George in terms of more housing that's appropriate for older adults. Where we really still have a challenge is in some of the smaller communities around us to be able to have what you need mm-hmm. and not have to leave a small community. Mm-hmm. So that's still a, an advocacy undertaking, I think, that as Northerners um, or central BCers, BC, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've got friends up in Fort Nelson who say you guys aren't north. No, no. <laughs> And there's so many, you know, as a retired person, when I first started thinking about retirement, I looked around and I saw these huge opportunities to just stay involved in my in my community. Uh, Volunteer Prince George, which is now operating out of the uh, Native Friendship Center. Right. They can offer all kinds of opportunities for people to to get involved in just about everything that you can think of. The SBCA is always on the lookout for dog walkers. Um, and groomers or somebody t- to foster d- some cute little dog and cat, <laughs> right? So, so you can you can build a life here, there's and there's great um, art opportunities and concert opportunities here. Um, people want a really big concert hall. I love going to Vanier Hall. Yes. I think that the acoustics in there and the intimate feeling of being in there, close up mm-hmm. to a really great performance. 
uh, is just world class in my in my opinion. Theater Northwest, um, the new Knox Performance Center. Yeah, and there's all kinds of of um, restaurants in town that are offering things. I see that the new Ohm, which is um, across from the CN Center on yes. Ospica, is now starting to offer uh, evening performances as well. So oh, I didn't know that. I've had food I there. Just but saw uh, just saw that this week that there's one. Oh, that's great. No, I really appreciate uh, you coming in today and talking about all these things and also sharing what I think is the sentiment of many, many Prince Georgers that, you know, we've got a good community here. There's things that still need to change, things we need to advocate for. And I think our the grassroots, our voices are what yes. can actually bring about these changes. And so for us, whatever way, whether it's big or small, to be active and to look at ways to assist, whether it's volunteering, um, agitating around yes. an issue. Yes. You know, um, I think all those things are extremely important. Yes. It's our community. We need to be involved. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Oh, and you're I, so welcome, Dawn, for and, the in- invitation. And coming My out pleasure. of our discussion, I want to just remind people about something else that's coming up. Um, I've talked before about the um, Action for Reform of Residential Care, ARC, Mm -hmm. which is advocating for changes in long-term care to make it really feel like home. And they're having a webinar. It's on February 7th. And um, it's called It's My Home, Working Together to Ensure Long-Term Care Truly Is Home. And it's hosted by members of the BC Association of Social Workers Seniors Community of Practice. And it's going to be a personal, first, this is how they've described it, a personal first-person invitation to imagine long-term care as home. Imagine having real choices, having social work support at key times, residents being truly known, valued, and listened to, and connected to those um, near and dear. And so we'll, um, if anyone wants to go on that webinar, it's from 7 to 8 at night. And um, you just have to go to the ARC website, which is A-R-R-C-B, as in boy, C, dot C-A. So arcbc.ca, or just type in Action for Reform of Residential Care, and you'll be able to find the link to that. And I'll talk about it again on another show just before that time. So thanks again, Heather. Oh, thanks, Dawn. And, uh, My pleasure. Yeah, looking forward to working together on some things yes. in the community, as we already do. Mm-hmm.